If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I mean, it really is. It's a revolution, um, uh, not just in podcasts, but I think um, in society, don't you, Jenny? Thank you, Eli Braden. Yeah, I, I kind of think, Danny, this is maybe should be like an anthem for I think it is everything for, right now. for all that we're fighting for, for the WGA. Um, yeah, uh, it's, this should be blaring at every picket, <laughs> like every place around town that should just be blaring in a loop. This is our we shall overcome, I think, in, in a lot of ways, don't you? It's I, it's very Norma Ray for me yeah. personally. You know, yeah. a little bit for you. Y'all look alike more. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jenny. Uh, well, so I want to just set like the table here. We are obviously in the middle of a writers' strike and a, a SAG after strike, and part yes. of part of the rules of that is we're we're not going to be uh, promoting projects that we've been a part of, which hampers our introduction. But I mean. This actor and personality and voice of a generation is, uh, um, he's such a, he's iconoclastic, so he doesn't need. You know, I I was actually going to say, like, when you said iconic, I was going to say also sexual icon. Oh, my God. What do you say? Not only can I say it, and you know me, Jenny, I'm straight as can be, but I can't come unless I'm thinking about him. Uh, you know, and you know me, I'm like, I'm open to everyone, but no, like, right. I would, you know, I don't care who, who I was with. I would put them in a wood chipper for so, a chance. Stephen Weber? Yes, guest, for Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber. Yes, exactly. Stephen Weber. Are, are you talking about me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stephen, turn on your mic. Oh my! Oh my, Steve! Oh, you're, you're good. You're good. Meeting you here. Oh. Oh hi, hi, horn oh. dog. Yeah. No, you, you've caught me. You've caught me at the stage of life when that really doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Oh no! Not, not the oh. affirmation. Not the affirmation. No. But just the like, you know, I, the sex act is just. It's about eleventh on the list after. And Danny and I were talking about this after the Japanese toilet. Oh my um, god! Proper <laughs> oh, foot, proper proper shoe insoles. How great are our products? Oh, Doctor Scholl. Oh my Scholl. god! Yeah. Uh, Doctor Scholl's getting sleep. Sleep. Mm. Is- um, let me see. 
Can I can I put an addendum onto that? Put an addendum on it. Only getting up twice in the night to pee for sleep. That's not bad for me. That is a victory like no other. Jenny doesn't understand. She's still a young person. Well, listen, I'm, you know, I am, I feel young at heart, but guess who's starting to sweat in her sleep? (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, the change is coming. (laughs) Babu. 45 oh, years old, and all of a sudden oh, I woke up a little sweaty, oh. a little sweaty Betty in my sleep. I'm like, oh, look at is me. That, but I'm still that, vibrant. I still get my period on is, point every month. But is that is, coming. Is, that, is that sulfuric smell? Your rotting eggs? Is that what's happening? Is that what we're picking up here? <laughs> it's wow. just, you know, it's a, you know, I, I don't know what you think menopause is, Danny, because it's not that. It has to do with like it doesn't. It, but you know, on the old show Alice, remember the show Alice? And yes. Actually, smell well, my rotting eggs. Smell <laughs> my rotting eggs. The first pitch had "Kiss My Grits." It became "Kiss My Grits." But at first, it was like "Smell my rotting eggs." Yeah, Polly Holiday had notes. She had yeah, notes. Vic Tayback kept like things. <laughs> he kept passing out. So. um you know, obviously, Stephen, thank you for going. I, I actually, uh, Stephen and I know each other um, and uh, have uh, um, through a mutual, well, first of all, we knew each other from Twitter and from work, but then we also have our mutual friend, Harlan Coven, the great Oh, ball. yeah, I know Car- Harlan. We, yes. We're Twitter friends. Yes. And, 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 and Stephen is the voice of uh, Harlan's Books on Tape. That's right. Books on tape. Okay, old man. Oh, my Audio God. Books. <laughs> well, books on, uh, books on, uh, yeah, books on A-Track. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Books on reel to reel. Yeah. Gramophone. Right. <laughs> that's right. Wax cylinders. Wax cylinders. I didn't know you did the audiobooks for. Yeah, Harlan. I've done a bunch of them, and I've, I've, I've. There's so much fun to do. I'm doing another one, a great one called Mr. Texas. Um, oh, my uh, ears are burning. A fantastic. <laughs> fantastic book i'll tell you who it's by a great author he's probably won awards and everything but uh, you know to 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 get paid to read is absolutely great fun you know and uh yeah but also they're they're mostly great books and and harlan's books are kind of fantastic actually i would think those Um, would be a dream to read oh they're fun man they're so fun to read he paces himself wait a minute Hang on, Danny. Didn't you went to high school with Harlan? I did. He was uh, Harlan was uh, a senior when I was a uh, sophomore, and weirdly enough, like so, my really closest friend in high school was a kid by the name of Todd Christie. We're still in touch, and his oh. was his older brother, Chris Christie. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> what, wonder what happened to that guy. Um, but, uh, Y'all's high school reunions must be. A- Treat. Well, I was honored at my high school. I was I was honored at my high I was like when I got honored at my high school, I was like tenth on the like Jason Alexander yeah. also high school. And it was like in New Jersey. And it was like yeah. I said at any other high school, I would have been first. I can't believe like this is like Yeah. <laughs> uh the author is Lawrence Wright. Oh and, yeah. Uh, oh, I love Lawrence Wright. Okay. He wrote, oh is... my god, that Scientology book of his is this book, Mr. Texas, is so amazingly hilarious. Really? Oh, nuanced. And it's a send-up of, of Texas politics, you know, and it's... Love that. It's it's so great. Uh, anyway. I'm curious. 
I, no, I want to something I don't know. When you're about to read, because I, I'm curious about like that. I mean, everybody knows your, your can IMDb you and, and all of that. But but when you're going to one of those gigs to read, like, are you pre-reading the book and making notes? Are you? No, I'm a bad actor in that regard. But I, 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 I just. Uh, or maybe you're that the first good. Read. It's a cold read every time. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, wow, that's bold. It's, well, it's, it's, it's mostly is a function of my laziness and that, uh, which is a, a bigger <laughs> question. Not even kidding. I mean, it's a bigger question as to all my regrets. My regrets in life have to do with laziness Me in too. some form or another, emotional, yeah. psychological, physical, whatever. But like, this actually sort of, uh, I, I actually developed a kind of ability to do this. And so that's what I do. And it seems to be working. You know, it seems to be. Uh, a, an accidental skill that I developed. Well, you're so quick-witted um, in general, like just in talking to you, and obviously, like from your right. like from your Twitter, and you're like you're you're just a funny person. I like I was wondering, like, did you have improv training? I mean, you could easily have done that, but um, I, kind you of you. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't have really improv training. I was always, uh, you know, class clown and all that crap. But uh, like what? and and where did develop- you? Where did you? I'm sorry, where'd you grow up first? <laughs> I grew up in New York in Queens, which is like, uh-huh. New, the, Queens is the New Jersey of New York in a way. But <laughs> the first year and, of my life in Bayside. Ah, yes, Bayside. <laughs> yes, my friend. Um, so I grew up there and, and really any any sort of comedy training I might have had was probably gotten from watching all old classic TV shows. And, uh, and, and I guess for my age, as you were, Probably Danny. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about Jenny. Was you know I was enamored with the uh, the Marx Brothers and and all those other and less so than the than the knockabout stuff like the Three Stooges. You know, so more verbal stuff. And I just began to kind of develop a little facility for that. But over the years, I I became more acquainted with um, guys like uh, Sid Caesar and of course Mel Brooks and people that seem to be fast on their feet. And I guess yeah. I. I'm kind of aimed for that stuff but I mean my god you know the the um I've really loved uh being an audience at so many of these improvs from Second City to UCB to there's a great oh is it too loud are you at a biker rally oh god I'm I'm in my house I live in um, Venice and occasionally people low-flying jets like like they scrape the street out of Santa Monica yeah Gang jets. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, and and I was recently I was with um, Cedric Yarborough, who's oh, part yeah. of this group called uh, the Black Version. And the Black Version, they do a show, and and Phil Lamar and Cedric and several other amazing improvisers. I guess the point is, it's the most incredible improvisational group I've ever seen, and I, you know, I've seen fantastic. Second City's great, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your question is. I'm so tired. No, no, that's interesting. I'm, it was it was more about that and 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 kind of going back to that. Like I always we always ask people who are like writers or actors and even astronauts, like which we've had on the here before. It's like when did you know you wanted to do this? Like what what was the did you, like for me? I always wanted to be in comedy ever since. Like it was the same. Mm-hmm. I would watch you know my, you know uh, you know Saturday Night Live or SCTV, and it's like oh I got to do that. You know I got to. Yeah. But for you, what was it like? Did you always know? I mean, the seminal moment for me was probably doing a play in the third grade. Uh, we were doing a, a um, an adaptation of 
where the wild things are. You know, at my huh. school, PS117, Queens, you know, it was real close <laughs> for red brick building and, you know, lower middle class world. And uh, I had a small part as the dragon, which actually takes up two pages of Maurice Sendak's book. Oh. So I was the dragon. And I started um, ad-libbing profusely <laughs> and getting laughs. And that was the first, the first shot. Yeah, um, that, 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 yeah, yeah. You got your first free hit of the heroin. Yeah, that's yes. it. That we've all exactly. gotten. Exactly. And we've now we got. chase the dragon for the rest of our lives. Oh, very good, to Jenny. Bravo. Yes. Even though you don't have your camera on it, bravo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, that was Thank great. You. And then, did you what, did you go to um, college with an eye for that? I went to um, less about comedy, uh, oh, about acting. Yeah, I went to the high school performing arts. Uh, the uh -oh. fame high school. Wait, yeah. you went to, did you wear leg warmers and shit? I did. Because oh. <laughs> I had skinny legs and I was ashamed of my legs, you know? Uh. But I did wear leg warmers, but no dancing on cars. But it used to be, the original building was on 46th Street between 6th and 7th. And, uh, and it was New York in the 70s. So it was really kind of grimy and gritty. Yeah. And looking back, you can sentimentalize it and had a particular kind of charm. But it was fantastic, you know? And there was... I guess I yeah, recently it was my 40th reunion, which I, I, I nobody even sent me an invitation to, which is really nice. <laughs> oh, um, really? But it was great. It was a great school, a lot of fun. And that's where I started kind of seriously applying myself or that stuff was seriously applied to me and the other students. And then I went to a college called SUNY Purchase. SUNY oh, being State University of New York. Oh, really? It was like the the the... Uh, more liberal and virtually and lower. Um, oh God! I mean, less expensive Juilliard. Yeah, well, you know? yeah no, I knew. I I I went to Syracuse, and so oh. uh, and so like I knew. Yeah, I knew. I I I was seeing a girl from CD Purchase, uh, an, an an actor type there. Now, Jenny, how did seriously? How did you get started? Because I first became aware of you when I was on Twitter, and I'm on. A, I haven't been on Twitter in years. I I got rid of that, but um, but that's when I first kind of uh, you know started really reading all your amazing stuff. I mean, did you start, did you start in comedy? Did you start performing, writing? Do you do any of that stuff? I, yeah. Well, I started off, I was in, I worked in news. I went to school like at Sam Houston State University. I got a degree in broadcast journalism. I was a sports producer for years and news producer. And then wow. I started doing comedy on the side, actually more through Twitter, just writing jokes. And then Got a following and then, you know, we had the opportunity to start, you know, get an agent and write pilots and I do stand up now. And like, it just kind of, you were, she was writing, happened. you were writing tweets while like, you know, they were in the newsroom like, you know, in the newsroom when like a, when there'd be like a car chase going on. And yeah. Like, yeah. So, it was so, always like, it, it became an outlet for me in a way, because like when you're producing news, you're writing the news and it's depressing, you know, like your day yeah. begins and ends and it is not upbeat so when twitter happened that's like what danny was saying i just would start like in the newsroom i'd write whatever story and then i'd go "Ooh, i just thought of something and then get my phone and tweet pretty much about the same exact topic that i just made a serious you know wow <laughs> and then make a joke about it on twitter but, and I, 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 but I remember it really cutting through i mean that's a hard yeah. thing to do no, she did great. I mean, people who were, you know, it, it, it was like such a golden time then because there were people mm -hmm. who already had careers. Like, I know for you, Jenny, it was probably Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt was one that was like really, really, really pushing and right. helping me. Like, I, I didn't even know him, but he was like 
sort of following me and was like, I don't know who this person is, but y'all follow her. Like he was really like a person that kind of helped push me. But, but with like Danny, myself, I know um, like Rob Delaney, there was yeah some Rob, Megan Amram. There was a a group of us that got Megan Amram, another, another. Yeah. Yeah. Started on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and like Megan like, and I did. We did, we did a panel at South by Southwest a few years back. Um, talk, like, and that was the the subject was people who turned Twitter into a career. Like, who were doing something else and got popular on Twitter, and then were able to turn that popularity into a career in comedy. Yeah, and so like, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for Twitter helping launch my you know, yeah. want you to give, give me an audience. It's very cool. I mean, like, yeah, I can't say that I know a lot. I know anyone else that had the same, like, <laughs> exact path that I had. But No one in show business does, though. I, I remember, like, one of the writers was, uh, maybe Dan O'Shannon I worked with, but, like, we're talking to, like, kids, and they're like, how do you, you know, get through? And it's like, there's no path. There's no working in the mailroom. It's like, he described it this way. It's like, everybody who gets a career in show business, it's like, you hack your way through a jungle, and the path right. is behind you. And so yeah. everybody has to find their own sort of path through it, that shit. Yeah. L- like, last week, I was at the comedy store, and every, like, I- I'm still learning. Like I've been doing stand-up since 2015 now was when I like really first started doing it. And I've been at it ever since. I still don't, there's still things I don't know. And I remember when I would start off and somebody was like, Hey, I can give you a spot uh, on the show tomorrow night. And I'm looking around going, what's a spot? I don't yeah. even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. And I just kept like acting an like I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was at the, comedy store last week i see the lineup for that night and where my name is kind of next to it it says um it's a di and then ph kind of next to my name and i'm like i I don't even know what this means but i'm just gonna act like it's okay and then i saw one of my comic buddies and i was like hey do you know why this says di-ph like next to my name my buddy started laughing because it has nothing to do with your name that just randomly put it there but that means drop in pete holmes oh that's (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh so that's what that means cool thanks i just need someone to tell me (laughs) because you don't go to school for this shit you don't know what the hell these (laughs) shit mean and i'm like oh does that mean like i did something like dumb idiot See, that's horror. right <laughs> like, I'm like yeah. just assuming it's something bad I'm like hey buddy man you might tell me what the fuck that means it's like no it's cool it just means Pete Holmes might drop in thank you I love that cool. then, don't you think I, I feel like we're not not Jenny so much but maybe you and me Danny I feel like yeah. we've straddled eras in a way like from you know like what you're talking about as a young writer or even as a young performer is more of a, the analog period and yeah. now we're in the digital period and <laughs> So many of my references, not just cultural, but also kind of intellectual references about what I do and why I do it, uh, are were based on the old way of doing things. You know, that's now it's now personified in the current current corporate strike struggle that we're in. You know, oh. kind of you know epitome the epitome of what I'm talking about now that. You know, the old way of doing things has been pretty much dispensed with. And so even talking to young, which I never do, you know, <laughs> anytime I, I don't, I don't talk to <laughs> performers, 
they have no fucking interest in me anyway, you know, and or or the ones that ever ask me, you know, how do how do I do X, Y, Z? I yeah. don't know how to do X, Y, Z anymore <laughs> because it doesn't, it doesn't apply, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, carrying around eight by 10 shots of yourself <laughs> and literally slipping them under the doors of casting people, casting offices and walking around and that is so not what happens. Um, the first, the first, the first sitcom, like when I was trying to spec sitcom, like I started as a joke writer, but when I was first, like, I want to write a sitcom, the way I got, I went to the Writers Guild, got yeah. copies of the scripts and, and transcribed them on a typewriter. Like right. I remember reading Levine and Isaacs's Cheers. I read a couple of their Cheers and it was, yeah. I get to work to them, with them later because they're okay. they, like, the generation. Mm-hmm. ahead of me but to get to do like yeah so you know and i'm not like anti-progress i like think like you have to be like really flexible i'm just like th- we'll be flexible but you in the business side have to be flexible sure like, you can't pay because they're still paying us like on an analog model so you're like we're willing to get paid this much because we know that there's a residual effect right Willing right. to be paid per episode because you know we know like we'll do twenty episodes in six months, not six episodes in six months. Right. You know, so like the and they they're happy to keep it that way because they get to make someone's making all this money. Yeah. Well, you know, it has, it has to do with what we were talking about before, like the corporatization yeah. of everything. It's it, not it just is. our industry. It's it's everything that's happening. It's like you said, late stage capitalism. I mean, I could. I can fucking rant on that all day, Me too. even though I don't have any formal training in economics. It just seems to be pretty obvious. It's you know, very like obvious. Trick, trickle down never worked. And, uh, you know, historically when taxes are high and there was a baseline philosophy that I guess most Americans, except the crazy fringiest people. Yes believed in you know the people that fought world war ii and all that stuff um uh you know had the same idea of what constituted a kind of patriotism exactly uh but i tell you man it it feels so chaotic and is it is epitomized by what's happening right now in our in our business it's like there's such a there's such a it's almost trying to erase not just not just minimize the human component in how money is made let alone and, product, you know, and how I know, how and, I think, and it is, it's disgusting on so many fucking levels that like, when is enough money enough? When yeah. is, um, you know, when, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, they take and they take and they take. And, and for me, the only corporate entity that isn't taking right now is our sponsor who I'd like to talk <laughs> about right now. Yeah. By the way, that was that's the sponsor. I think that was maybe one of the that's a top five transition. And we'll be putting yeah, out a yeah. CD of my best transitions to commercials, but I who I, is your sponsor? I want to know. So I can buy gonna, whatever oh it is. You're, you're gonna find out now. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Danny, of all of the 
that's the best one you've ever done. Okay, let's include that. Tra- that let's include that transition. Yes, that was beautiful. Into, we're we're back from that, and I want that in. Yeah, there. yeah, um, and, and I've been Danny in tears are rolling down my cheek. Oh, I'm how that beautiful so, that transition. That it's makes factor me, meals, I'm sure. That yeah. makes me so happy. Um, uh, rolling but, down her heavily botoxed cheeks. Yes, over the bandages, and, and that's why. Yeah, over over the fillers. Yeah, filler. You should know yeah, Jenny lot- doesn't have her camera on, and she has some convoluted reason. And yeah. I'm utterly convinced that she's had a ton of work done. So when you see her, you. Yeah. But by the way, you you could, but you know who has seen me recently is Guy. Guy, is that true? Put your mic. Guy came up. to Irvine and came to see me do stand up. Guy, that's correct, and I can, I can confirm that Jenny has not gotten any kind of surgery. Yeah, Ted's still a great though. Jenny. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. You hadn't seen her before. This might be where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and by the way, a guy was at the best performance you ever saw. Just go ahead and say yes. It was hilarious. You killed. Thank you. I, Thank she you. Always, she always. I know. It's, it's fine. It's so not a big deal. Guy, come on. Where did that come from? So um, <laughs> I was speaking of stand-up stuff. Danny, uh, we both know that you started off doing stand-up. You still do. You dabble. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while, but yes. Steven, is that something you've ever wanted to do? I did it once. You're a funny uh, guy. You're a funny guy. Yeah. So funny. I did it on a, I did it on a chair. <laughs> I had friends that uh I had a friend that actually managed uh Catch a Rising Star. This is in the oh, early eighties. Wow. It's one of the first and places I ever performed. Yeah. Oh my god. It's where I, that, and, I, I passed at Catch a Rising Star when I was eighteen and then went to college. But yeah. Really? And yeah. and they they uh somebody said, Hey, why don't you go up? Uh, they dared me. He said, you know, just do like five, seven minutes, something like that. I said, Okay. And I spent, you know, two weeks cobbling together material that I thought would be okay. And they put me up between, I want to say like Mario Joyner and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, they didn't put me up on a, a amateur night. They put me up a regular slate of comedians. That's horrible. And then Kevin Meany was there, oh, I think. It was a, oh my God, I love that. Who was That's hilarious. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, we're a, we're a big pants people. We're big pants big people. Pants people. <laughs> I mean, and and this guy could he did the same, virtually the same act every time I saw him, and like crushed the crushed. room. I it yeah. So I I went up and I did some vile jokes, and <laughs> and because you, people were there to laugh, half of the room just laughed just because they laughed. And then yeah. the other half just studied me. The the more kind of present yeah. half of the audience was looking at me, and it was um, it was absolutely uh, catastrophic. And I I only lasted a few minutes, and I couldn't hear myself talk. It was like when you go, oh yeah. <laughs> and I you did were Charlie Brown's joke. parents. Yes, and I did. Yeah. I think a joke about pus. I oh. think I made, I made a, I made a, a, a clit reference, you know, all the really witty stuff. And, and then I got off and went right to the bar and did two or three successive shots of vodka. And that was it, man. It's hard yeah. to do that stuff. I think your that chunk you have on clit, though, would really play now. I mean, uh, it was, you had a. It was you had so a bad. There's so not good. enough edgy, edgy clit jokes these days. You can probably <laughs> dip your terrible. toe back into it. We're, we're, you know, we're in the middle of a strike. Dip your toe back into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 pickleting. I'm pick, 
Clitting. Oh, yeah. oh! By the way, if there's like a woman's, like a, you know, if we do the pussy hat, like that should be like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, that should be a, a theme. Um, I'm, I'm canceling myself. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, I think most people got to know you on that. Uh, yeah, a, a TV show. That's a right. TV that's show. Slang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but. What did you what what was the break like what were what were like the early break what were like oh this is because we all go through no matter how much confidence yeah. is this going to be possible what was like well the first big job I guess professional job I had was just out of college and uh, me and a friend who were in the same class at college looked enough alike so that we were recruited or cast in this uh, PBS. Uh, kind of TV movie about it was uh, based on a Mark Twain story called Puddinghead Wilson and where we were playing switch you know like switchlings at birth and um, and so uh, yeah. let's take it easy and uh, <laughs> and it was amazing because I can't remember how much I was making but it was about four weeks working in West Virginia and I had steak and shrimp every night and wow uh, Ken Howard was in it, and uh, yeah, the late, yeah, the late president of SAG, and yeah, yeah. and it was amazing, and it was, it was, and I thought this is it, this is it, and we shot it, and then of course it came out maybe a year later, and in that ensuing year, of course, nothing happened. I had to, I was a job as a short order cook and an elevator operator at a at a health club, and you know, it was just, but it was fun. Again, it was in the analog days, and there was a real community of of young theater actors in new york city and yeah. and and so it was it was easy to kind of sustain those those naive hopes <laughs> yeah so that was my first big thing yeah and or first thing and then i did uh, ended up on uh, as the world turns for um, a while oh and my we, god yeah. my mom was fucking loved as the world turns i Holy made 850 Lord. bucks a week and i would look at that check like it was Oh, that's more that's, than most people make. Holy <laughs> shit, man! I mean, it was. Wait, oh, how many man. years were you on as a world fan? Yeah, I was only on for about I want to say eight or nine months, and then I was killed. So you, fired. so you shot like twelve hundred episodes, probably. Wait, what was your character's name on as a world fan? Yes, please. His name was Kevin Gibson, and I was a Yale. I was a blue collar Yale graduate. Uh, Yale student with a bad temper or Harvard something like that. And I had an earring. I had a, actually wore a post earring. And that was my, uh, that was a real breakthrough character. They never wait. had that. Yes. You never got a real earring? I did have a real earring. I did. And, and I wore it. Uh, but after a while, apparently <laughs> they, they wrote, they wrote a scene where I had to take it out of my ear. It must've been too much for the audience. Well, you, I mean, what, what, that's how I know someone's a bad boy. I see that. Yeah. Earring, I just know um that's amazing and what, what brought you out to LA um I'd first done a play at the taper the Mark Taper uh called Made in Bangkok and it was written by Anthony Minghella who wrote uh, yeah. the, the oh, yeah, uh, yeah. English patient yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, among true. other things yeah and and so I did that and got my first taste of LA and it was fascinating and interesting and we're again we're still in the analog times when all this was happening um and uh, and then the next year i uh auditioned for and 
first in New York and then came out here and then got it. And then I was, I started uh, my, my LA journey, which I'm still on. I've been living in LA longer than I lived in New York. Isn't that weird? I have the same experience. I mean, I came out here in, I mean, I'm, you know, I came out here in 88. Yeah. So it was like, it, 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 it's, it's very, it's really strange. And I mean, isn't it, I know you're a dad, isn't it strange that kids who are, like your California kids, like yeah, you, they make fun of the way of, of the way I pronounce words, and I'm pronouncing yeah. them right. Yeah, they still think I still think that they're New Yorkers. They're Me too. Not New Yorkers, man. They're Santa Monica kids, and they skateboard, and they, you know, they 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 disdain me anyway. You know? <laughs> it's awful. They're, they're California kids. They feel real good about themselves, and they walk around with their heads up and no insecurity. Except that's that they're, they're, they're uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, surfer dudes. No, they're musicians, actually. And, and they have all the habits of really good musicians, you know, so they look like they just fell out of a box car and they. Uh, <laughs> and, wait, know, how and many kids do you have? I have 11 kids. Yeah. No, I have two sons. Get two sons. Out. Get the fuck no out. Secrets. It's no secret Stephen like to fuck. I mean, it is. And, <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, but I was always terrible at it. <laughs> well, the turtle. Well, I don't know. You you might have 11 kids. You don't know. No, I have, I have two, <laughs> two boys. Uh, they're 22 and 20, and uh, they're great musicians, I can say, without lying. You know, but they're young, and they could give a fuck shit about a guy like me. You know, yeah, they love me grudgingly, I guess. Aww. Yeah, they're 20, 22. They have all, like, all the hope in the world, I bet. That's right. They, and none of they, my <laughs> sentiment, you know, like they don't care about how how happy I am when I see my Japanese toilet or or you know, <laughs> look, looking at looking at pictures of all of people who are dead. They're like, no, I don't want any part of that. None of your weepy old man bullshit. <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. I mean, they'll find out, of course. Yeah, but I mean, the trade off is like, you know, we got to live on live our lives out on a habitable planet. And, um, and so, yeah. and, 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 you know, and so that is, you know, and they are going to fight for water on, on Fury Road. So I think we win. Um, one more thing. I got to say, I'm curious your, your opinion too. I did not know how to feel early on with SAG about like, I was like, is Fran Drescher like, up to this task. I wasn't I, sure. Yeah. I, 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 there were moments where I was like, not sure. And I take back every word. Oh, man. She oh, is, man. She came guns and fucking blazing. Oh. Like, people, amazing. A lot of people, you know, have a perception of her as the ha, 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 nanny, ha, ha. Yeah. And right. I, I actually worked with her for a year doing a series that only we only did one season of it. And I'd known her from years ago. I'd known her and all that stuff. And superficially but really got to know her and observe her and she is she is a global brand i know the nanny is it's probably seen in another dimension or in a black hole someplace everybody and 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 i only found that out when we went to a network kind of foreign distribution event thing Uh And let me tell you, people from fucking North Korea were all over her or maybe North Korea. (laughs) But, you know, it's like every India, Asia, the nanny, the nanny, the nanny. And she has been dealing with this for years. So that's number one. Number two, she is a survivor. She is a, a rape survivor. She is a cancer survivor. 
she oh, is a health advocate um, and is so smart and driven and also at the same time funny and sweet and can be that whole nanny thing. That's a part of her makeup too. Yeah. But like you, when she well, first, you know, they the, the story was sort of put out that she was in Italy uh, you know, right. with, with the car- fucking was, Kim Kardashian. I'm like, she's yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. picture. Get over and, it. Yeah. And believe me, Wait. everybody went, oh, no. Oh, great. Um, yeah, she came out with guns blazing, and that's who she is. Yeah, you I know, saw it. She is awesome. I, I saw some funny, I guess I guess you kids call it a meme, Jenny, where yeah. uh, <laughs> showed like... Dude, I barely know what that shit is. I have to look yeah. at Urban Dictionary more times yeah. than I care to mention to know what shit means. So, I tell but. you, I, and there was the meme of that showed Linda Hamilton from Terminator saying, this is who we thought would be facing, you know. Uh, I saw that yeah. meme. Right? <laughs> oh, that was, that was funny. Though. Yeah, artificial, uh, uh, you know, AI. And this is who we got, the nanny. And, you know? and it was the nanny. Yeah. And the, hero, the hero we needed. No, she, um, yeah, no, I was, I, and, and there, you know, she brought in that speech, like her outrage oh. and disappointment. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so honest. And yes, like her sincerity, the word sincerity. Dis- yeah, yeah, and when she says the word disgusting, oh my god, like yeah. it, it was like it was such an indictment. But uh, um, what well, we're she point- actually, Danny, when she said disgusting, it was so like crushing, like it the was. way she said it that I actually felt that she was talking to me and I felt ashamed. Like, <laughs> no. it hit me that yeah. hard that i felt ashamed and i'm like i didn't even do anything wrong but damn friend, just came over. no like each like there are there are each i want to say nationalities or cultural kind yes. of you know every every culture every specific kind of um ethnic culture has a strength you know which is of course that speaks to my desire that not desire but my theory that you know we're all related let's just yes stop the yeah. tribalism but it's it's like the society is like a, a now I'm really going off the deep end. I'm not even right. drunk. You know, like each <laughs> culture has its strength. And yes. friend's yeah. strength as a Jew from Queens it's, can say the word disgusting like better than anybody. You know, and then there's other cultures that can do another kind of term that is that can hammer you, you yes. know. But this was she absolutely channeled that strength, that that New York angry pissed yeah. off Jewish woman holy like, shit she will fuck like, you up when Danny when you were saying that you were like you felt like wrong like you yeah. thought one thing of her I the first time I got an email from SAG yeah that was like hey, from your president Fran Drescher yeah. and I'm like yeah. I just got one from president you know Andrea Zuckerman from now yeah. you know I'm like this is such a funny thing president Fran Drescher ha 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 I thought it was funny and then watching her, I'm like, well, shut my mouth, Jenny. You just sit out. <laughs> you know, oh, you're right. You're talking about. And there's an object lesson in that, in, in terms of like, you know, the, the prejudging. A, a lesson I'll never learn, by the way. But, uh, but, yeah, but no. <laughs> real quick, because we're, we're, we're at the end, and I don't want to promote too much stuff. Jenny, if you had to pick, oh, Stephen, if you had to pick one thing you've been watching online that you sort of like has gotten you through or reading <laughs> or music, is there one thing that's like sort of or one or two things that like you don't want to give a shout out to? I mean, no I gotta, pressure. We sprung this yeah, up. No, no. I mean, I gotta say that I, uh, I've been listening to uh, uh, this podcast by this guy named Neil Cattial. Neil Cattial is yeah, a I know who he is. Fantastic legal scholar. He's argued in front of the Supreme Court dozens of times, and he has this 
podcast where he'll have like a, 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 I guess a, not nearly a celebrity, but a, a, a reason, somebody who's not necessarily affiliated with the law. And he talks about a case specifically. And this week he's talking about the Dred Scott case. And I only oh. knew that superficially, but oh. suddenly I feel like I'm being, I'm being taught something and I finally understand what that is. And then the other thing I do is just, I, I watch old films and I've been watching old, I, I, I get uh, suggestions from my mom who's 85 and hilarious she loves Betty Davis, so I'm watching a lot of Betty Davis films. Across Amazing. <laughs> and so I've been doing that. Uh, uh, Jenny, how about oh. you? Okay, so if we're not going to... Are we allowed to promote? I, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we it's, shouldn't it's, say current thing. I don't know. I tell, yeah, I tell don't what promote I'll do. any TV things. No TV or movies. I tell you what I'll do. Boring. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you the names of some of my favorite working comics right now. And if y'all want to go to their Instagram. and they That's post a great clips, idea. Yeah, there's a gal named Kelsey Cook. I don't know if y'all know who that is. Kelsey Cook. Y'all, put that in our put that in the description. Kel- yeah, like, Kelsey Cook. Um, there is a gal named Liza Traeger that I've yeah. done stand-up with. She's great. It's like certain people that when I see, I'm like, oh my God, this person is absolutely, uh, Von DiCarlo. Um, I'm sure if y'all, we've had Mary Lynn Rice Cub on before, yeah, but yeah. I do stand-up with her. I love um, her. Me too. Oh, she's so she, God, she's so great. Um, I'm trying to think of some other folks that I've seen. Like, um, there's a guy named Nate Welch that does those. Um, like, I met him through uh, Jeff Ross when I opened oh. for Jeff Ross, and he was the he was the host of it. Really, really funny comic. Oh, He's it, he he does a lot of that shit that I could never do. By the way, when they do like a roast battle thing at the oh. comedy store every Tuesday, I've judged those. Every time Jeff Ross is like, hey, Jenny, you want to do that? I'm like, do you know how upset I would be if somebody just looked me <laughs> head to toe and yeah. started ripping me? <laughs> I'm oh like, it's God. hard enough for me to be standing on stage right now. I, I don't. I'd love but it. But there's certain people like this guy, Frank Castillo. Amazing. Yeah. So, do you know Gary Vidor? Comments. Gary Vidor or Vidor? Do you know him? Gary Vidor? I see yeah, him on Instagram. He's hilarious. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, interrupt. No, no. No, no, no. Sorry, but I... Uh, Karen Mills is uh, another great comic. She oh, she tours with Leanne Morgan, who we've had, oh, yeah, she's and really really funny. Um, so there's some you know like comics to like. Those are good. I would are, look good look out for uh, you know look out for online and like go and find their videos wherever you can find videos and. But you really also do too. a lot of don't you do Scrimshaw as well? In your spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Jenny do Scrimshaw? She's, she's she's she she does that. I mean, she's she's moving away from lace related crafts. I think. Well, no, this is tusks that, that you engrave oh, on tusks. Right. What am I thinking of with the, the right Scrimshaw is when you engrave the tusk. What is, yeah. uh, what is the the, the, the Scrimshaw needlepoint? Oh, I thought <laughs> Scrimshaw was when you're on a bed and three gentlemen walk behind you. And no, they have to... that's. Uh... <laughs> No, no, Jenny. It does sound no. It does sound like if I just said that to someone who didn't know, they would be like, "Whoa, really? What? Keep going. That's what's great." Okay, you just the only you. thing I'll give one. I'll give one thing I've been watching because it's it, and it involves it, it bridges both worlds. Things that like our okay. stuff. I've been on YouTube and just uh, Doctor Cat's um uh oh I, oh. they're, they're all on YouTube wow. and one comes on after the other. And I'm remembering like how funny old comics are, but how the yeah. relationship between um, um, uh, Dr. Katz and, and, and John Benjamin is like, it's, it's so 
fucking funny. And um, and that's just been like a joy. That's what I've done the last week while I'm not sweating my ass off on the on the picket yeah. line. Um, uh, but before, was, like, hold on, wait, wait, what were you saying, Stephen? No, nothing. I have nothing. to say, no, you. I want you to, but I'm going to pay you a compliment, no, no, Stephen. No. And I'm going, I'm going to pay it in a way that I can because it's strike times. Yeah, go. But you were on this one show, and you did play someone who's from the same place that uh, Putin runs. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he had, he had uh, an eye issue. Yeah, there was a there was an eye like it looks like me if I smoked weed. One one eye weed. just that's right. Yeah, just one one eye just goes that. I have to say that was the hardest. I've I probably watched that episode now four times. She texted right. me after watching it by because I recommended this show to her and yeah. then watch listen to the podcast. You'll know probably the show we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but Stephen, you're, it was it was like that was amazing. That was yeah. Amazing. You recommended the show in that episode. I was texting Danny. I'm like, I'm crying. Like tears were running down my face. Like was, that. Was, your performance was so fucking funny. It was, it was about the. the f- it was the most favorite thing I've ever done. Really? And that makes you know, me. Even you know, I like that too, not to be all Pollyanna, but that means that the most favorite thing you've ever done could still be ahead. You know what I mean? It's like what, it, 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 I really do believe that. Like you have these moments where you think, and it's like, wait, that thing is, and I, I, I like that. So um, the best now, is yet to come, come. and won't it? Now fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and write a script now about a German guy with a bad eye. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, well, Stephen, honestly. Thank you so much. Thank you for all this. Thank you for supporting the strike even before you were part of it. Thank you for just being an excellent, funny voice on Twitter of the resistance. Thank you for just being a funny guy. There's we need more of that. Thank you. Good to see you, Danny, old boy, and Jenny, old girl, and 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 and, (laughs) and, really, it's good. It was really fun just for the fact that we were talking about you. If y'all listen to our previous podcast, you'll know what show we were talking about. I won't. I won't listen to you. Please don't. You shouldn't. Um, you won't, but our audience, they'll know what we're talking about. But do you have an thanks. audience? Do you have a big oh audience? Oh, my God. We have a, a hundreds, if not ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, Stephen, stick stick around for the picture, but we're just going to say goodbye, doing it, Nation. We'll see you later. Support writers, support actors, support workers. That's right. Yes. Support all that stuff. And if you're in L.A. and you can come to the Comedy Store this weekend, guess who's oh. going to be? Oh my God! The great Jenny Johnson, and according the to the great guy, Jenny Johnson, who who raved about her. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it's like the greatest. It, it's an experience, is what people call it. You'll remember where you were, like the Kennedy assassination. That's what they A hundred percent. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, okay. Unit Nation. <laughs>